0: Welcome to the Skin Nerd Podcast, a enthusiast dream or a nosy Parker's delight as we delve into human skincare cabinets one product at a time. In this episode, I am delighted to be speaking with the beautiful, the talented Melanie Morris, director and contributing editor of Image Publications, founder of Genius Ideas, because that is what she is full of, nutritional therapist and the woman you probably dreamed of being when you were little. Do you like that intro?
1: I love that intro. <laughs> I hope people still dream.
0: <laughs> I think they do, though. I think when you have an awareness of the media world, and if you're perhaps interested in beauty, for example, your industry, your career, your career path would definitely be Well, that people. Would do you know what? I think it's
1: so much of it is fortunate in right time, right place, or whatever. But the other thing is, with anything, if you hang around somewhere long enough, <laughs> you will build up knowledge or you will meet people or you will do whatever you want to do. But, um, so I'm lucky that I have, I think I started writing about beauty in about 1998 because I had my own magazine at the time. And what
0: was that called?
1: It was called Decide and it ran from, I think, 1993 to 2002. Um, and, beauty had kind of came suddenly on the on people's horizons space nk opened up and i remember one of the first brands that space nk really got behind was urban decay and hard candy nail varnish and shoe makeup and all of these amazing brands and i suddenly saw that there was a an- need Well, there was an awful lot more to beauty than the Clinique 3-step, which is the dance that I had been doing for many months and years. So suddenly beauty became play and beauty became self-interpretation and beauty became creative. And from my early days of sort of putting on a blue eyeliner like Princess Diana, to suddenly realizing actually you could do a whole face in shades of blue and white and that was contouring you know I mean it was weird Um, plus the sort of the new romantic age was going on of the 80s the early 80s where men were wearing makeup and everyone was being fierce creative altogether and um so suddenly a genre was born, so the joy of writing about beauty in the early days was great.
0: Was your magazine predominantly beauty-based No, was it all topics? No,
1: absolutely not. It was youth culture um, and it happened by complete accident. Um, at the time, I had just come back from London where I had worked as um, a fashion PR and I was doing a mixer for a friend of mine, a PR nixer. And I um, met this photographer who I was using to take the social photos, and he said to me oh, that such and such a guy was looking for somebody to edit a magazine. And I can remember thinking at the time, God, you know, editing a magazine and PRing products and things—it's kind similar. of similar. <laughs> it is similar, except In you're similar just similar world. It's a similar world, and it's a similar contact base. And it's a similar kind of deadline, you know. It's it it is very, very similar. And at the time I used to limply say, you know, you just take out the expert is superlatives. So in PR everything's fabulous and amazing and great. And in journalism, you're trying to be a little bit more impressed. Yeah. So that's basically what got me started. Where do
0: you as a human lean more towards? Do you prefer the not like the dramatic and the, you know, beautiful use of adjectives, or do you prefer fact figures?
1: I think the older you get in general, the more you're interested in the fact and figures because you've kind of maybe seen things come and go. Mm -hmm. You've seen trends, sorry, pre-mask. What the hell is a (laughs) pre-mask? Somebody tried to market me a pre-mask about three years ago and I actually had to stifle the giggles.
0: So this is where I really want to go to in this podcast. So I think that you have told me many a story off air um, that I'm hoping to bring on air. So you have worked in beauty for what then, 20 years? About 20 years, yeah. And prior to that, you were pure, you were fashion, you were London-based. Yes. So you have a wealth of knowledge. You've met so many different people. What is the craziest story that you could possibly tell me that's professional? Oh my God. Like what like you said it there. So like a pre-mask, what is that? Is that going to say like you I think it comes not necessarily just with just experience in a sector where you're you're kind of tired of hearing the same thing over and over. What's the craziest thing that you've been fed that somebody wants you to smell I like?
1: think maybe that a celebrity might have had an input in the fragrance that was being hocked across the table <laughs> that smelt like. I'm a pick and mix stand. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, sorry. Maybe I'm wrong here and I don't know what the legal requirement is for podcasting. But do you think Britney Spears has smelt all 23 of her fragrances?
0: 100%. I think that she's picked the roses. I think she's personally compressed yeah. them. Crushed them between her thighs. <laughs> her beautiful thighs while she's in Vegas. I just I know what you're saying. So it's kind of the the farce or the pretense or the 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 belief the founders.
1: Well, there the is table. a fragrance that is launching by the time we're speaking it'll be out, okay. right? And here's the conversation I had with the PR. Okay, so they're going, like, we're so excited about our new fragrance launch. And I go, But
0: they never are. And that's the part I feel so sorry for them because they often represent so many brands that that's the part that's hard to hear, isn't it? It's like, We're so is excited. This launch, this is the, you know, everything is the best thing yeah. since I bred. Okay, so
1: fragrance Mm -hmm. you have many scents to pull on in life right and if you're going to go for florals or whatever else you have an abundance of beautiful things that nature has provided so why would you pick a poppy which is the only flower that doesn't have a scent seriously why would you do that and I sat beside the PR and I was going that's quite an interesting flower to choose and they're going well yeah no we had to actually go with you know obviously it's a, a synthetic accord for that and you're going like are you mad?
0: But So does Melanie Morris sit there and have this are you mad in your head or do you articulate it? How do you fight with this internal voice?
1: Jennifer is there enough Botox <laughs> on the planet to disguise the face that might have been <gasps> re- responding to that? <laughs>
0: Melanie Morris, I think that you just answered it yourself um, While we talk about Botox and fillers and the world of beauty and aesthetic mm. have you seen, I, I know the answer is yes but how much of a difference have you seen in the last decade two decades? Like Botox, fillers peels, facial spa days in 1993 versus now 20 19 what is the what's the difference at the core
1: I think there are two differences and I think and I think it's wrong of me to go oh my god they're so young getting all of these procedures done because you know what times have changed and when I got Botox done originally I was 36 and it was to take lines away from my forehead but I used to love what it did to my eyebrows. So I completely get it if somebody in their 20s wants to get Botox to twitch their eyebrows around. Now, not to put them high up on their forehead line. I was going
0: to say, is it the shape that they give that you just... Yeah, you, have you ever tried it? Yeah. Okay, so you get that little wing. I don't get a lift though. When I've had it, in, like it just doesn't wing me. It, I actually go downwards. Oh my God. Yeah, so I'm really frustrated. So perhaps that's why I'm not as big of a campaigner for it as... Yeah. Others. There is a lady I used to work with though, and she is quite well known in the beauty sector. Mm. But the brows were literally like Mount like there was a
1: the p- golden arches. And I
0: just think that that's that's the hard part. It depends yeah. on who you go to, who you are, and how well. Well, that was the other happened.
1: part I was going to say. So you've got the young ones who are going for it. Who's gangbusters. young though? Like,
0: what if somebody said to you at twenty-five they're getting it done? Is that too young? Well,
1: what are you talking about?
0: Botox. Botox at like you- twenty if you want it
1: and if you're going for a specific look and the other part which is the other side of the scales in the equation is a good Mm aesthetician so you need somebody who isn't just a dentist with a degree or a certificate to stick needles in your face an art you need somebody who can read a face and work out what muscles are going to do and do you know the trick that I have learned that you need to ask if you're going in to get your Botox done you need to say to the practitioner I was thinking of getting a little bit done here and you point to your top lip or your neck or your chin or your masseter muscle at the side which is the one that gets big from grinding and sleep and if the practitioner says oh I'm sorry I can't do that I'm not insured it means they haven't got the advance certificate kind of thing in okay. Botox so I I'm ro- I I I'm open to correction here however yeah. I think that basically if you have a medical qualification if you're a doctor you can inject botox and you can get insured to co- to inject botox from the nose up right but nose down you need if be you've become brilliant. a
0: specialist in it or if yeah. you've immersed yourself into that field
1: yeah. Yeah. you need to be insured for it and in order to get that insurance you need to be very qualified so that would be my little acid test
0: so people in the 20s 30s your answer to Botox fillers is go for it it makes you feel better about yourself it's not about an age as such it's just about impairing you to feel good within your own skin
1: yeah but I think go to somebody good and listen to their advice so if they're saying to you do you know half a mil on those lips will be lovely don't say and I love the other one and a half Please, yes. take their advice, go off with it. You know, if you were buying a dress or something for a special occasion, you might buy it early and hang it up in your bedroom and look at it a few times before you decide. to <laughs> visit it. Yeah, no, completely. But um, so I wouldn't get everything done at once. And I certainly have good friends around you who will tell you if know Not the one before the one too many
0: yes 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 and then since then I suppose so since you've been a beauty editor since you've been completely beauty focused what else has been the main change like what's the main trend that you felt has stayed like what? well
1: do you know what I think is brilliant to see and this is possibly why you're sitting here in front of me and we're chatting is I remember meeting um Mr. Shumore years and years ago and he made a profound impact for somebody who was so gentle and didn't speak English spoke through a, through an interpreter but his whole thing was you know good makeup starts with good skin and it's so obvious now but do you know what? 20 years ago people weren't saying things like that and I think people have become so much more and you can back me up on this maybe so much more knowledgeable about skin and good skin and about the requirement for good skin and how while good skin is really good from a health perspective it's actually also going to make your makeup look better and make you look better you can't hide it
0: you can't. You really can't. And I think I think you're right. I think the industry in the last even five years has changed. I think Ireland, we're quite a, a nation where we like to put a lot of makeup on. We like our hair extensions. We're quite a well-groomed nation, let's mm-hmm. say. And I think what really was missing in the last five years was the basics mm. of skincare. people were getting their lashes done their braids done their nails done their tans done the whole lot but they weren't looking after their skin I generally believe that selfies have had a negative impact on the world don't get me wrong but definitely have I suppose encouraged us to look at ourselves and the only positive I can take from it is that we're perhaps looking at ourselves wanting to make ourselves to be slightly healthier I just question if people are trying to be healthier or they're trying to be prettier that's the
1: well I think joke. as a nation and we know this we're awful ones for I leave the peel on for an extra minute mm-hmm. or i I will wear retinol every night because it's going to make a difference or whatever. So I think as long as we can control that, it's coming from a good, well-intentioned place. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think one of the things, and I think you're never too old to learn something. And... Um, Elizabeth Arden as a brand I really really um, admire because I think they actually have um, good products they're kind of maybe slightly mumsy but they are reliable and they're good and I love their prevage range because I, that's a whole other conversation but I was at one of their events maybe about 18 months ago, and they were introducing these kind of like mini fixes that they do at Counter and Arnott's is their flagship. And do you know, one of the questions we were talking about off air before was if I'm doing a big event you know what kind of beauty preps would I do, or whatever? And of course, I want to get my makeup done and a blow dry, and I'd love to get my brows done, and I'd love a new outfit, a new handbag. However, if you're telling new wardrobe,
0: me wardrobe, you human,
1: the worst, yeah, actually, then somebody's going to do it for me instead um, of me. But, um, one of the things that I think is so interesting is at the, at the Arnott's counter, you can get these like little mini treatments with Arden, and they have one of those electric colorant facelifty jobs those. that takes 15 minutes minutes and you know what even if you do your own makeup after that your skin is going to look so much better because the muscle has been lifted the blood is circulating around the skin you know you look healthy you look vital you're glowing you look fab. The and the best
0: version of you that can happen in a 15-minute period.
1: Totally. And I think you don't need to be middle-aged in order to benefit from this. I think any age can benefit from it. But if you incorporate that into your get ready, you're going to get an awful lot more value and you're going to look an awful lot better than throwing on another layer of contour.
0: If you are to go out tonight, what's it, what is a typical Melanie get ready for a night out? Like a nice dinner or something to that effect?
1: Um, well, all the above. Um, I definitely think, you know, a really good, and even if I'm doing it myself, uh-huh. um, a home massage. Okay. There's an amazing facialist who I'm sure you know, called Anastasia Akalos. I mean, me what I she think does. she was Kate Moss's facialist for a while or whatever. She kind of floats around. And my memory of her was that she used to have long dark hair and float around in Matthew Williamson and Stella McCartney. So she was an instant win Dream, in my book. Of course. But she was one of these facialists who really just manually she massaged, massaged, massaged the muscles. And I can remember her saying to me, "Delay your botox." Until I've had a go at you Because she was coming over She was a brand rep for one of the big brands Our ambassador And she did this amazing facial on me And literally
0: What was the difference? The difference
1: was um, I had cheekbones where I wanted them I looked good when I smiled I had a jawline My ears were where they were meant to be For how long? For I'd say maybe two days Which is okay. what you do as well you were <laughs> no, it isn't. No, you know you were quite it's glazed uh, period of time you know long enough that you know it's the Cinderella effect yes. you know it's not going to last forever but it definitely plumped out my skin and definitely and and that was just mechanical massage
0: do you so okay so you're going home this evening you're going to give yourself a home massage what do you do do you use your flat your hands to use your knuckles i use my um my my uh, what are they my your knuckles my knuckles, knuckles my halfway down
1: knuckles i do That's an awful it. lot of that i do an awful lot of pushing the skin under my cheekbones up i do a certain amount of drainage pulling up up from my center of my face to my ears from my center of my chin back to my ears maybe pulling it down a little bit pulling it up i think i'll go downwards
0: for muscle, you're supposed to go up for lymphatic ego down. For that?
1: Yeah. So, do lymphatic. you do the
0: tapotement, Do you tap, tap, tap? I would, and beat would do yourself? the tap, tap,
1: tap, and I would do the <laughs> sprinkly bits on the cheeks. Very good. You know, those Set kind of like as though I was playing a piano on yeah. my face. And I might go around my eyes a little bit for a bit of drainage there. Are
0: you blessed with good skin?
1: Yes. You I'm lucky. If you look to your
0: parents, did they gene- genetically, you were going to have good skin?
1: I'd, I'd never really had spots as a problem. You know, I have been wearing SPF since very early days.
0: Is that your main tip though? If somebody said to you after 20 odd years, Beauty World, what would be your best tip? I'm kind of tired of reading the Drink Water SPF, but are they the two that most people say for a reason? Sleep.
1: Yes. And I know true. that's another really boring no, know, one but I my know. god the difference to to skin when you sleep is but also and I think it's a sort of a, a snowball effect if you sleep you will drink more water you will eat more healthily you will be in better form you will be more tolerant your skin will your face won't strain your skin won't strain you won't be bollocking everybody from a height or yourself but I think also honestly and you know it's ridiculous that I get to this age in my life before I realize that you do need a skincare routine. I'm feral when it comes to a routine, but we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, But you need a good skincare routine and you need regular treatments. You need regular peels or you need a course of regular peels, maybe twice a year. You need good facials. And to me, a good facial is partly the brand, but very, very um, essentially the therapist. I
0: completely agree. And people often ask me online, where should i go or what brand do you recommend and i actually only mentioned this in a live the other day and the point is you can go to the brand but it doesn't really matter unless the person that's there knows the brand is willing to explore the brand push the boundaries with your skin know your skin and mm. i think that's the part that is it's actually really hard it's kind of a minefield to be honest If you could go to If you could say two people That you go to Who would you go to? Well are you available? I don't do treatments Thank
1: you for that I I had um, Well of course My favourite beauty photograph Of all times Is is the one Where you covered my face And white stuff And stuck wires into me
0: (laughs) I just think the way you describe it alone is beautiful so to put some context on that we had held a press event in Studio 10 in Dublin if I remember correctly mm-hmm. and you had come and we had done kind of what you referred to with Arnest we'd done the microcurrent you had appeal, we had done sonophrasis and then yes we stuck electric currents and Ballymore said, but it is a brilliant photograph there's no doubt." I it.
1: absolutely love it <laughs> um, so genuinely and not just because you're sitting here that was an incredible treatment and like um and uh, uh, the Anastasia who I was mentioning earlier, it lasted for about two or three days, which was the game changer in my book. You If you're not available and Anastasia is often the Seychelles or something like that, I would go for two things number one there is a facialist in Essentials in Bagot Street called Agnes and she's Polish I don't I can't even start to pronounce her surname but she does that internal was mouth going to massage I I think I
0: met her recently she was at a, yes at an image event and it's when they stick their forefinger and middle finger am I right into mm-hmm. the inside of your mouth and massage the inside of the cheek the whole way through and up the nasal labial which well, I've got very like even as a three year
1: old I'd really Really deep lines between my nose and my mouth. So it's literally all around the circumference of the extended done? mouth. I've had it done a few times and it's amazing.
0: How uncomfortable is it?
1: Not in the least. So it's like a dentist sticking the cotton wool bit in on either side of your tooth. Okay.
0: Is it relaxing? So, no. No, we don't. But, but want there's it to plenty be.
1: of other parts of the massage, the facial massage, that are really, really relaxing. But she is incredible and she has the strongest fingers I because she could be working on you for two hours oh it's that long of a treatment not necessarily but you know she might throw in a bit of a shoulder massage if she feels that your shoulders are tired or she might she also works on ears inside ears because this is something you will know but I'd say not many people know but her whole part is unless your shoulders and your ears are relaxed your jawline won't Go back Clever. because you'll have tension in your ears, which will pull them forward. So,
0: this is why she's a big believer of not just massaging local eyes, she'll massage the whole upper body in a sense so that it's a domino effect. Yeah, and Once then she will
1: also of put, um, she'll do a lot of lymphatic drainage at the beginning at the end, and she uses those mini cupping suction
0: oh, the cups, lymph- yes, which are brilliant.
1: brilliant. And are actually, fantastic. I might start doing that at home before my big night out that we were talking yes. about. Um, actually, that'd be a great thing to do for the Late Late Show. We should all do that for winter. <laughs> Get the little cupping
0: things yes. but do, where can you actually because as a therapist we used to use them quite a lot in college but then when you qualified nobody really does them so I think what's happening now is that mainland Europe techniques are coming to Ireland I think mm. we're well behind in our yeah. in our methods to be honest I'm sure we're you we're a little can bit obsessed them. with laser and IPLs and the more advanced but actually there's so much to be said for that although I do love a jade roller but I do think that'll be the next step up wouldn't or it? a gua
1: sha tool do you I use think it? Is. yeah I do I only got one the other day and so gua
0: sha tool for anyone that doesn't know how to describe it. it's like a flat cold stone it's a jade stone and it, it kind of fits the contour of it's the like face. It's like a heart. It? Yeah, it is. And like the a, middle of yes, the heart goes
1: into the jaw or into the cheekbone.
0: And you sweep outwards, same, similar technique to what mm. you said earlier. So sweep out, 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 and down, down, down on the neck. So it's your lymphatic. Just to finish up
1: on Agnes, the other thing that she does, which is fascinating, is she gets physiotape and cuts it and puts it um, on your shoulders down through your lymph nodes so that for the next maybe 12 hours, things have a channel clever. to drain.
0: That's very clever. Yeah. So we have to book into You have to get one of those treatments. She has asked me many a time. So if she's listening, I'm very sorry. This is my moment. Um, Yeah, no, I definitely do want to go. And I do think that treatments are definitely something I've steered away from talking about for the last two years online just because I've been so immersed in the home care side of it. And for me, honest answer and complete disclaimer, because obviously our business Mm. is retail predominantly. I do feel that what you do at home has a massive part to play. It's like the dentist. Brush your teeth or don't brush your teeth and go to the dentist you're not going to get too far but like that who, where you're not going to put tape on yourself you're not going to massage the inside of your mouth you're not going to needle yourself you're not going to peel yourself to the mm-hmm. strength so I do agree think treatments are definitely key so that's one
1: side of the equation so mm-hmm. Agnes and then also and I have to disclaimer hashtag alert or whatever um, I'm brand ambassador for a Spanish brand called Skindor I saw this recently which is distributed through Edward and Pink um, but I know that they have a few salons nationwide but their are tra- treatments are fab because it's a spanish brand they brought a huge amount of newness to the market over the years and um, they have really good active products but i've been having peels which are a game changer for me because you can go in do a 40 minute peel and you don't look like the wreck of the hesper is coming out you're, you're I've not seeing
0: your skin you look yeah. just fresh you have a slight erythema which is like a pink glow but it seems to sub- subside quite quickly does it really
1: quickly and there's no flaky downtime. So, but, and yet you get the glow.
0: Um, what was your first ever peel though? Like, did oh my. your first ever peel cause fatal
1: mayhem? Dandruff?
0: Yes, yeah. so that's how far peels have come. Because I think the word peel rightly conjures the image of shedding, flaking, sensitivity, dryness, but they were originally.
1: They were. Well, I can remember it. I can remember. And I mean, it's not fair to mention the brand because all the brands were the have same evolved. in those days. Yes. But also. They hadn't worked out what buffers to use and what, you know, what were buffers that would still be active and ones that would actually cancel the good (laughs) of the thing. But I can remember getting a peel. And, you know, it's awful because you might get a peel on a Thursday lunchtime before a hot date on Saturday night. And you're an iguana by the
0: time. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had that situation happen, though? Do you have any horror stories that you wish to share? I can remember. gone by.
1: I can remember getting Fraxel and making a child cry when oh, I got home.
0: Oh, Melanie. Okay. I know. Right. Okay. So, for frax, frax, explain Fraxel for those who don't know. So, Fraxel is a
1: fractionated or whatever laser. So, basically, what it does is it kind of inflicts trauma on a quarter of the skin. So, it it, it, it works like a pixelator. It hits one in four areas of the skin. So it's a wand uh, that goes over the skin, eight passes, and it makes little noises. And it's like going to the gym. The first one is grand. The second one is getting, you know, three, four is getting challenging. Five, you're going, do I really have to keep going with this? But I've only got two more to go, six, seven, eight. And it goes right the way around from the neck. You can do the hands. You can do the chest. However, what happens is over the course of three months afterwards, you get thicker skin you get more collagen more fibroblasts if you have discoloration they've managed to erase a certain amount of that if you have acne scarring you can you know maybe erase a little bit of that but it's probably the hardest core thing you can get done now some amazing um, practitioners who can will give you sedation and I would say to anyone, Opt like O-Therapy, which is the one that gives you the you kind of the necklift, yeah, that's quite painful. It's but I had um, whatever it is for that sedation cream. for Ceda- that, I no numbing cream, sedation, right. hard drugs, really, and it was grand. It was absolutely fine. Myself and the nurse who did it decided we'd start an alpaca farm together.
0: Oh, really? That's <laughs> what you decided. I was completely of off it. my trolley. I had a great time. <laughs> well, what was her reasoning? if She's going this with you. I think it's called. I think agree. <hair>. It's easier. <laughs> so the pixel bring me back to that. So how did you scare a poor child or frightful? So bring?
1: basically, you end up with. A really red moon face. And the important thing for anyone consider now, this makes it sound horrendous, and it's pretty tough, and there's a lot of downtime. So it is something you get done on a Thursday, and you don't go out again until Monday. Um, and you look as though you've been a bit sunburned and you're very swollen. um And then because you've put loads of SPF on after you you look really shiny, shiny. Yeah, you fun. actually look like the man in the moon is okay. what you look like. <laughs> and I remember going home and it was the first and only time my then husband, who was used to seeing me getting all sorts of stuff done to myself, came said to me do you actually need to do this to yourself it
0: was that sore that looking that yeah
1: sore looking and horrendous and actually it gets worse before it gets better because you wake up the next day you've been sleeping all the fluid has run to your face swelling and the whole point is you're not allowed to take any painkillers afterwards because
0: it prevents the stimulation of collagen and elastin yeah Right, so you saw the child when? The Saturday? So the I, day? no, I was on my way home. Oh, on the way home? On the way home oh, and I like, parked I the car you.
1: simpering. I didn't have um, any sedation for that so I was able okay. to drive but I was slightly
0: traumatised. Anyway,
1: parked the car.
0: Perfectly legally safe driving.
1: And then in the development that I lived there was a mother with a child and the child literally ran into the mother's lap. Really? Yeah.
0: Genuinely because of your face? Though. Yes. Okay. Oh no, literally one look and then <laughs> shrill screams. Bring me forward two, three, four, five, six, eight weeks later. What difference have you seen?
1: Now, I definitely saw a difference. Um, because I don't have a huge amount of discoloration and because I don't have acne scarring, it probably wasn't as significant.
0: The wow factor effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: However, if somebody was saying to me, I hate the overall appearance of my dull, tired, liney, mottled... You know the way there's seven signs of ageing? If you're suffering from all of them, get Fraxel. Are there seven? Apparently, according to Olay.
0: Okay, so what? Oh, seven signs of ageing, Yeah. the most clever So there would be, there'd be land. lines, there'd be Pigment, pallor,
1: pigmentation, sagging, texture. texture. Yeah, so all of those things. Yeah. So Fraxel is probably one of the only things that can help with all of that.
0: Microneedling, yay or nay? Honestly, Mm -hmm.
1: couldn't be arsed. I prefer fraxel.
0: Really? Yeah. Put yourself through that. Yeah. Okay, so you're a fraxel fan. Yeah. When is the last time you've had it? I haven't had it for a while. So do you tend to know every couple of years you need to top? It's probably something I do
1: maybe every three years. Every three. Okay. Yeah.
0: IPL? IPL, I haven't had.
1: Now, IPL and appeal. Yes. Apparently is like a mini kind of makeshift fraxel. Really? Yeah.
0: But okay, so I've had many an IPL and feel together would have trained in it trained therapists to do it mm. I don't know if I,
1: that's the, what a dermatologist said to me well then, yeah, that if I you know probably
0: that. wanted something without too much downtime, that that's be your IPL best IPL and appeal yeah but then again mm, I think I'd go for the Fraxel really that poor child. I wonder how he is. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm yeah. biased, so I love needling. But then that's perhaps because I haven't really worked with Fraxel so I'm not as aware of it. But I just think needling. There's so little downtime. It's a day. there's heat. You get a lot of collagen. I just. Uh, mm. What I am booked in. Maybe to get I need done to try now, it. Re, in the next few weeks is P or P. If you ever had that what's that PRP is your platelet-rich plasma treatment so it's oh yes the one where they take blood from your arm and then um use a particular device okay I would be really interested to hear what you think I had it done four years ago it was my one of my first ever videos that I used on the Skin Nerd Mm. Facebook it was just Jennifer Rock at the time and it's the best thing that's ever made a difference to my natural hollows so it's not even an aging it's just my bones structure Matthew my son is the same Mm. we just have hollow eyeballs um or eye sockets and it made a massive difference to it.
1: Okay. So well
0: dark will... circle wise and plumpness. I shall report back and let I you know. I want to hear
1: because I actually think it's the Emperor's new clothes of treatments.
0: So really? there we go.
1: There's two different sides okay. of the fence. So yeah. I will maybe I should try that and you should try Fraxel.
0: No, I think that you're getting the easy way out. So I think <laughs> that I'll take my P and then But that.
1: you know years ago years ago if we're talking about interesting stories or interesting treatments that are no longer on them on the on the menu um, there was one place that I can't remember what it was called but here Here's the deal. They took a skin sample from behind your ear. Can you remember this one? No, thank you. The answer being that, um, well, that skin has been untarnished by um, the sun. And so it's lovely, plump, virgin skin. Then they claimed that they took this skin and harvested the the fibroblasts out of the collagen, spun it, whatever spinning it is meant to do, Make more fibroblasts from that those fibroblasts and then they injected them back into your skin to...
0: Anywhere. So, uh, right.
1: Lines. Okay. Again, for or me, it was the nasal labial, labial lines. It was around the eyes, or whatever. Did it make a difference? Zero. Right. And it was, I remember at the time, it was 3,000 sterling. And yeah rubbish, absolute rubbish. And I can remember going into a very well-known um, dermatologist in Dublin because I wanted to get a little bit of filler put in between my nose and my mouth and I'd said that I'd had this procedure done and she would a good look at it and she said, you know, and she's very conservative and she said, Melanie, do you know what? I think we can go away and go ahead and inject. Nothing significant is going to happen here. Really? Mm.
0: You have to have met so many different brand founders, so many different mm. phenomenal agencies. So is there any that stick out in your mind that... I think you know
1: That I will say Jo Malone Yes Because she's an incredible woman Um, And I'm sure all your nerd podcastees are aware that she's no longer behind the Jo Malone London brand that she sold that brand to the Lauder Group in 1999 maybe. Yeah and she stayed with it maybe for a couple of years and then left um, and she has her own business now called Jo Loves which is probably a continuity of what she was doing originally with Joe Malone. What I love about her is her life story is Absolutely fascinating. Um, her mother blended skin creams for a countess or whatever, or a fictional countess. I mean, the title might necessarily have been a royal one. Um, and Joe, a very young Joe, would have learned from the age of eight what her mother was doing. And her father, I think, was a very dynamic man who mightn't have been around with the family very much. And Joe became the breadwinner from age 12, maybe. Fascinating story. Um, her story of how she made the brand, the success that she did with her husband is great. And what I love about her is she's so honest about the highs and also about the lows. And that is what every female entrepreneur and Every female really needs to hear that life isn't just, hi, here are the keys to your new Sloan Street boutique and you're going to be on Madison Avenue next week. You know, she got vicious breast cancer where she had to be treated every week for it in New York. She, her husband after that got, is Addison disease the one that you lose all your hormones? I don't know. All Um, your adrenal hormones? I think it is. You know, so, I mean, there's been significant impact to the family on her very hard work. But equally she has had the most incredible life and has loved, lived and loved the great bits and lived and loved the tough bits. And here she is building her brand again. And I think she's so inspiring. But
0: she's so real. Like Mm. I remember it was a couple of weeks ago after an event, we were sitting having lunch in the marker and nobody paid any heed. There was no, you know, there was no kind of, Airs and graces yeah. I suppose and I think that that is to be applauded because there's not a person in the world that would not know her name that's in the beauty sector yeah, you just have yeah. to applaud it because her brand is her name and that has to have been hard to manage and do you know who
1: I adore and not necessarily on skincare but just for the crack is and it's a very obvious one but Charlotte Tilbury but I would love to sit I might be terrified love to sit in those creative meetings because I'd say somebody will say and you know what we're going to fly Richard Branson in buck naked in a transparent plane that looks like a lipstick and she would go yep let's do it and I'll sit in beside him you know, I
0: love her chutzpah. craziness. Yeah. But I think that she, especially in Ireland, I think she brought makeup to a totally different level. Like we had become so dependent on the normal brands like Mac and so forth that she just kind of completely spiced up and changed mm-hmm. it. I've never met her. I presume you've met her many times. I have times. met her a few times. And is it true that she's the darlings and the? Oh, everything is darling. But it's so easy to call everyone darling. Okay. It's like um. Doesn't Anna Wintour? Wasn't that the Devil Wears Prada? Everyone has. Is it because of the name? Do you think that's what it is? So she doesn't have to remember people's yeah. names because she meets on the daily
1: completely and I think she's made it work like you have your glasses she has her darling she has
0: her brand Yeah, she does she definitely does so with regards to makeup do you think that it's important have you fallen in and out of love with makeup as years go by is it something that you're so in love with skin you don't think makeup oh no changed. I
1: love makeup so makeup I, for you
0: is a creative
1: completely and right. um, you know I love the cre- the creative process you can go through I love the fact that you can change yourself um, I love I mean obviously as I'm getting a little bit more mature um, less is more so I won't be going for colour all over the place I won't necessarily be doing the blue and white <laughs> makeup as works. I used to <laughs> Um, but uh, do you know he was over for the Image Beauty Festival I remember seeing Patrick Ta doing makeup when he became the brand ambassador for Le Maire in the UK and he had come over to do a sort of a demo with foundation but he started building up the model's makeup and it was a tone on tone makeup so everything was a sort of a peachy red and it was stunning lips eyes cheeks Secret and he palette. did a very similar type of look at the Image Beauty Festival. And when you see how beautiful, using those kind of colours on the face, because, and one of the first things that I fell in love with, in fact, in beauty back in the late 90s, was um, Lancôme, Lancôme, went through a bit of a moment. Is that moment. how you're supposed to say it? I think it's Lancôme. Oh. I call it Lancôme. So but do I. Okay. It's well, Lancôme. Um, they went through a moment and they brought out red and black eyeshadow palettes. And Did I couldn't you get, purchase. Yes, well, I was gifted a okay. hashtag, and um, I wore them all the time. But I will never forget putting red eye shadow on for the first time and going, "This is bloody brilliant." And then Chanel brought it out when Lucia Pica became their brand um, uh, global ambassador, makeup artist, or whatever. They brought that out in I think maybe two thousand and sixteen. And everyone was going, like, this is amazing. But actually, it had been around this guy, Fred Ferrugia, had been doing it in the 90s. And now we've got um, Huda with her Berry palettes. And one of my favorite all time palettes is the Madison um, Berry Bold palette, which Paul Mooney brought out in Ireland maybe about two years ago. But it's got all of these. Pinks cool. and reds and plums, yeah. and I think they look incredible on eyes. But you
0: have phenomenal style, though. Is that coming from the pure fashion oh, days? Kendall. You do. Your shoes are always like. There's just you always have a significant piece, a feature of some form. Well, Even I'm sitting here sweating in gym clothes well, I'm right now. now. Don't <laughs> but you, you have like you have a beautiful style, and you really own it. And I don't. From what I can see, you don't conform to what it should be. It's what you want to celebrate at that given moment in time. Is that from going back to your beauty days, and it was the pure fashion? Do you? Know, it's really interesting because I think women spend a lot of
1: time second guessing what other people are going to think works. So should I wear this lipstick because it'll make my lips look big and... Joseph, I'm going to say something that, rude so I for won't it. for a gentleman um, or should I do it because the gals will be really really envious of this colour but actually do you
0: really think that people put that much time in Yes, pot? really oh god yes do you not think it's just like I love that I think I'll look nice in that no really you think that? okay god I really need to sorry look I, I do
1: I love that I think I look nice on it because I think the selfie will look really good and I'll get 350 <laughs> likes but you can't get likes anymore I what's going to happen to know. It? do you like anything anymore do you
0: I was never I was always like more of a curtain twitcher. No that's a lie. When I watch people on stories that I know well, I will always comment because mm. what kind of scares me is that I will see people in a similar world to us that I'd see at events and they would watch every single day and never comment and yet I could have put up something about I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anything Visionary. personal. No, but like even something like you know, I don't know, a hard day and they'd watch and you'd be like well, you, you're going to I'm going to see you tomorrow. Could you like so so I'm always if I know you I'll interact. If mm. I don't know you I tend not to like on the likes of Huda and people like that, that are large, I'd never really give them a like. Now, I, I have why. to tell you.
1: Do you have to tell me? I have to tell you. Charlotte Tilbury slips into my DMs from time to time. Ah, and I, I nearly do, do a victory dance around the bedroom when she does. <laughs> and honestly and truly, and actually, I have to tell you a really funny okay, story. go. So they sent out, when they were launching, I don't know what, the reason will become clear in a while, they sent out safes home safes oh, really I saw this heavy safes okay and you were sent a safe and you were sent a darling card you know there's a magic code put in the code and you will unlock what's inside now i think it might be a hollywood filter which is one of my favorite products what is it oh it's a, a glow product that you can put as a base or mix with foundation or put over foundation okay. and it just basically you look luminifies. Luminifies. Little... you look gorgeous yes. absolutely right oh, again thank
0: you right now i'm
1: <laughs> um so anyway um and if you couldn't work out the combination, uh, text us and we will tell you the combination. So, of course, I'm too thick. I don't have a logical head like this, so I couldn't work out the combination. So I texted and I got a text back straight away going, it's the date of the launch. 0411, 11. You know, the 11th of the whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah. So I was going, OK, great. So I tried that and it didn't work either. And basically what had happened in the sending of the safes over to Ireland, the batteries had been knocked out of the inside so it wasn't going to open so I messaged back thinking I'd got a bot basically going I think there's something wrong with the thing not to worry I'll get on to the PR company in the morning and I get a message back straight away going yes darling they'll be able to help you or whatever but it was written in a way that it was actually Charlotte Tilbury so she was obviously sitting there watching and this is why she's such a good businesswoman. she was following all the hashtags seeing who was getting their thing how it had worked out you know blah 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 really really interesting
0: I think that's phenomenal to hear though because a lot of the time I don't know if you know a gentleman called Gary Vee a little bit of with him at the moment and his whole thing about being a successful entrepreneur or business owner is that he still lives and breathes in the business. Now, how he does that with a thousand employees or how Charlotte does that with so many counters, Mm. I don't know. But I do think it's important to to see that people of that caliber are still in and out and caring and replying. Mm. So did Mm. you get the code? because the batteries didn't work did it ever I opened. was meant
1: to be sent the key and it never actually quite happened Charlotte did
0: not go straight down to the post office and can send I? it to you directly
1: but you know what I did I'm such a saddo. <laughs> What? I brought the safe down we to a didn't. locksmith place and said can you open this and they couldn't Okay, so, so I still have the safe We don't have the product that Hollywood filter is too good to end up in a skip
0: it could be an heirloom like you could pass it on to generations to come We're like this absolute freaking rock star product
1: I'll get into that safe if yeah. it kills me I will get into that safe <laughs>
0: so back to the fashion and the mm. pure and the celebration of style. Am I right in saying that where you worked, there's a, there's a link there with AB Fab? Am I right?
1: Yep. My first job in London, after I'd been kicked out of Paper Chase for not wearing a sweatshirt, and after the hat department of Harrods, where I didn't want to sell fur hats, um, was Lynn Frank's PR in London, and Lynn Frank's is. She was a phenomenal kind of visionary woman, PR woman, brand strategist, who uh, was Adina Monsoon in AB Fab. So that's who they based, based the Adina on. Monsoon character on. So basically, Jennifer Saunders and Ruby Wax were clients of the agencies. And imagine Lynn's surprise when they brought out a comedy called Absolutely Fabulous, based on a fashion PR in London.
0: She didn't know. No so it was a surprise when everyone watched it so what what was the story in the office then did it so, celebrate it did they was, well, nobody knew was, was what it to an do an elephant in the room
1: nobody knew what to do because Lynn was full of bluster and bravado and amazing ideas nothing she was another Charlotte Tilbury that's exactly what she was like huge thinker brave woman ballsy woman Kind of scary woman, especially when you're a young 20-year-old Dubliner, you know, yes. very much so. But anyway, um, so Ad Fab originally started as a segment in the French and Saunders comedy show, and the first bit that we saw was the daughter, Safi, who was very like Lynn's actual daughter, Jessica, uh, was sitting in her bedroom and Lynn was oh, sorry, Adina was coming up trying to impress the daughter that she was being really cool and really with it and everything, and the daughter was going like, Oh my God, mother, right? And that aired and we were all in the office the next day and nobody knew what to say. And then because You know, I think women, all of us, we kind of wear emotions close to our skin. And she came in and basically we all said we thought it was absolutely brilliant and it was going to be great for the agency and it was going to be great for her. It's going to be
0: absolutely fabulous. Which
1: actually it was. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, in fact, she'd sold the business at that stage. So she was working out her tenure. So she'd made all her money. But um, Lynn was a clever woman and she got the PR for Absolute Vodka and she threw an absolutely fabulous party. So... It did work out.
0: I was going to say, that must have been hard if she had just sold it, made all the money she could and then all of this publicity comes her way. Wouldn't you be like, if I just wait in one more I know, year have sell it then?
1: Put another few mil onto the of business. Course. Yeah. But yeah. no, that's
0: definitely, I think that's really interesting. Mm. And that programme, when you see it now, does it bring back fond memories of London? It brings back great
1: memories and I have to say, I didn't realise I learnt as much as I learnt from working with Lynn and I learnt... I learned many things, but overall, I think I learned an attention to detail that I'm hugely grateful for because I think it doesn't matter what you do in life or in business, but if you do sweat the small stuff, it will be okay because you'll have thought of, I mean, even when we do an image event, uh, before we do it, we'll all do a kind of a verbal walkthrough and we'll go, okay, I'm walking into the room. What am I seeing? What color are the chairs? How are they laid out? What's on the chair? Where's the sound desk? How can that be heard? What's on the Each stage? Each
0: aspect is considered thought through. It's all of about- it, that,
1: and I learned that from Lynn and I also learned not to drink on the job, which is really important. Do
0: I want to know how you learned that? Was it through? Oh, you, no. Or...
1: I, well, I mean, yes. And it's probably too long to tell here on this podcast <laughs> and it's been on other podcasts. I, I learned absolutely through my own chagrin of drinking at the office Christmas party, which wasn't a really, really a very good idea. But also I'll never forget being at my first huge press launch, which was the launch of the Next Directory, their mail order in advert commas. Um, launch and it was in the Lloyds of London building it was a huge thing I was only a mere little minion in the whole thing but I was standing at the sign in desks with some of the other girls and I could see trays of champagne going around and I was saying to them God can we have a drink and you were excited of course was I was free. the glam She listen I thought this party was for me and one of my kind colleagues said to me you can but you know I'm not sure it's a great idea because really if you're a guest do you want to see the PR girl with a drink in her hand and I thought, you're so absolutely right. This is not about me.
0: Yeah, you were there to work as opposed to anything yeah. else. Alcohol, food, have you always been somebody that's looked after your diet or is that something since I suppose you, you, you're you a qualified nutritionist?
1: I. It's funny, I studied nutritional therapy because um, when I was editing Image, uh, we used to, it was really hard to find good health writers. So you could find the people who'd write really mumsy pieces about you know how to tell if you've got PMT or you'd find the people that would go a real huge deep dive that maybe even Jen you might get a little bit snoozy uh, reading so there was nobody writing intelligent middle informative contemporary pieces so we used to uh, commission them from the UK from writers in the UK who'd cost us a fortune and usually send us rewrites of pieces that we'd read in other magazines and you'd say to them actually that was in company company magazine and they go oh do you get company over there and you'd go yes we get we know all your sins you know we we know what you're writing about so when the recession came in in 2010 or whatever at that stage we needed to be smart with our budget and I thought Do you know what i can probably write these things because i'm interested in it and i just need to know the science a little bit so while i'm interested in nutrition i'm not a good cook I can't be arse-cooking an awful lot of the time. But what I am interested in is the anatomy and physiology. And I am interested in the science and how a bunch of protons, neutrons and electrons and chemical compounds make us human beings and make us different from other animals and the changes that occur. And I suppose... That's what got me interested in skincare because it's really interesting to see how some chemicals make, can make a difference and some can't and some aren't, aren't stable or some come so, less, so low on the list of ingredients that they're not going to make then, a difference. Yeah. And I mean, I've learned an awful lot from you. I remember yourself and myself sitting at a launch recently and you were able to see that the exact same ingredients list was printed on two completely different products.
0: That Yeah, that is one that i will never forget. And actually, I remember meeting you for the very first time was when I was working for a brand that had launched a supplement drink Mm. and you were relentless with the information. So we had an amazing day. I think you enjoyed the presentation. Mm. It was in Gilbo's, of course I did. that's true. That that is very true. But afterwards, you wanted the white paper, you wanted the clinical, you wanted the proof and that's when everyone had always spoken of you in such high esteem I'd never met you before always held you in high esteem from afar but that's when I was like this person really will only write about what they truly believe in what they know to be fact as opposed to what a lot of press releases are is please regurgitate this please put your spin on it or please say it in your own version of your language or your English whatever but I think that, that's definitely
1: Well, I think true. a little information is a dangerous thing. So if somebody teaches you that there's a thing in your stomach called hydrochloric acid, which is meant to cancel out any nasties that you stick in it, your stomach that is, think of the things your stomach has to deal with that you put in it, right? So it's got to neutralize it all. So there's a bit of an old atom bomb going on in your stomach. So if you put a gentle drink into that environment and expect it to end up benefiting your skin. I couldn't work that one out. And the other one I cannot work out, and it's probably for another podcast on another day, is how probiotics end up in skincare. Because surely you need to pasteurize skincare in order to make it safe and stable. So if you're pasteurizing a probiotic, how can it still be active? It is another podcast.
0: It is, <laughs> it is definitely another podcast, but there have been a lot of people come to us recently asking that topic. So I think that there's, yeah, there's there's ma- many more that we can discuss that. So nutrition, editing, journalism. There's been so much in your portfolio. There's been Pure, there's been London. What has been your highlight? Oh my God. To date.
1: I would be so upset if you were to tell me that my highlight has happened.
0: Oh goodness, okay, that's the best answer you could possibly give me. So it's the future. So your company at the moment that you're completely immersed on and working on, it's called Genius Ideas. Yes. Is this because you are a genius and you always have the ideas?
1: (laughs) Do you know what it is? It is because um, I've probably seen an awful lot of what's out there and I've probably experienced an awful lot of it. And do you know whether it's beauty or whether it's luxury or whether it's brand work or whatever, sometimes you need to go back to the drawing board and have a big think and come up with one really great idea or hook that you can base a product or a launch or something on and then have the joy of building that whole thing. So that's what I love doing.
0: So do you enjoy going into a business as a consultant and allowing the founder, the business, the board, whomever to really, I suppose, bomb it out every single idea they could possibly have and then create a strategy off the back of it that will be lucrative.
1: I love it when people say we have a particular problem or we want to get into a new market or we want to get into a new area of the market and how can we do this? Um, because what I'd love to do then is work with clients going, okay, let's do this. Let's bring it to this area of the business. Let's do it this way let me introduce you to so and so let's launch it this way let's write it this way let's present it this way whatever i mean it's it's a very bespoke thing but i adore building i'm probably not great at sitting at a desk every day and doing the same thing day in day out and i can't read Don't edward say the same <laughs> i can't read a spreadsheet to save my life but what i can do is come up with an idea and the blocks with which to build it. And I think I'm a hard worker with an eye for detail who just wants to push something to see it through to conclusion.
0: So you're a dreamer that can turn it into a doer?
1: I'm somebody, I'm a I'm a dog with a bone. I don't like letting things go if I see a bit of mileage in it.
0: I, I hurry. Are you ready <laughs> for our batty buzzer? I am. You can't cheat now and you cannot nope. lie. So I want to figure out if you're a skin sinner, skin saint, or if you're somewhere in between. So uh, my first question is, when is the last time Melanie Morris used a face wipe?
1: Probably about 10 days ago and it would have been more recently but I ran out because I I'm find it i
0: leave myself No
1: <laughs> I find it really hard I only use it on my eyelashes
0: Because you have extensions?
1: I find it No I don't I find it really hard to get mascara off Are they night. your own lashes? Yes
0: These are your own They're very long Because so,
1: that is one of my absolute essential products is Nano Lash
0: Okay, so if I'm going to forget the battery buzzer for a second, if I had to take everything away from me, and you were allowed to keep your core elements. It's the mascara, say it again.
1: Uh, nano lash. It's that stuff that you, like the clear spray. eyeliner that yeah. you paint on your eyelashes, and it makes them grow like crazy. So
0: they don't actually grow like this without it. They don't they they generally they look beautiful? Isn't it crazy how we're now in a world where like they're not they just presume they're not somebody's own? You just presume they're an extension. It's nano lash and
1: roller lash, which is my number one favourite mascara. I think it's great for curling and thickening.
0: So mascara, skincare wise brands. So obviously your brand ambassador at the moment.
1: Uh, for skin door, and uh, we'll I'm loving you. that. Um I love skin I love um Sizzly.
0: You've always yes, you got me onto that.
1: A little bit of La sure, Yarrow, why not? But th- th- yeah, and I love your skin veg.
0: You have to say that though, don't you? No, Cause no,
1: no, no, because and I, I love your skin veg, and I think coming into winter, skin fats are going to be great. We'll be
0: featured. Skin mm-hmm. Zuticals, what will be your go to? Seafruelic. See, yeah, okay.
1: Every day. agree. Every day. And I kind of like in winter, again, their 242 lipid replacer oh
0: bad that. Yeah, that is useful
1: yeah but I love the skin door retinol because um it's buffed with um God I think it's soy rice or something like that but it stops any Irritation. itching yeah it's really really good yeah and then oh the Kate Somerville hydro quench
0: Oh, for skin when page. your skin is only dehydrated or is that just an in and out or a constant? I
1: use it before the gym. It's the one that, it's the hyaluronic that when you spray it, it comes out like a foam. And I use that first thing in the morning. And I also use um, um Prevage.
0: Prevage, Elizabeth Arden, you had started to allude to the fact that there's a story there. Why do you love it so much? If you could summarize it. In
1: two because plans. it contains this stuff called Eda Benin, which is made by Allergan, who are the people that made Botox. And Eda is the stuff that they pack organs in when they're traveling between transplants. So it is packed with antioxidants and it is one of the few products that you put on your skin and you can actually see a glow after about 20 seconds.
0: And then does it last all day? Um, so if you're heavier. not
1: putting makeup on on top you'll get a good glow out of it but obviously what you do with your skin after that will determine what happens <laughs> next
0: to tone or not to tone no I think if I was
1: going to do something I'd soften soften I'd be a Japanese person oh, and I'd you? soften <laughs> in my happy place but I probably wouldn't do it in reality
0: I just love that. okay essence or no essence
1: no essence
0: eye cream or no eye cream no eye cream body products or face only Cues creme decor corps. Okay, every day?
1: Um, No, but when I'm getting in and out of the shower, weekends and things, and when I've had the old tan. And CeraVe lotion, mm-hmm. I think is great. But to answer your question, kind of in a different way about face and things, I think how I work it, because I don't have a routine, is I do one night of actives, one night of oil and nourishment clever and then once every so often one night of alpha h liquid gold to kind of strip everything back again so So it could be you know it could be a b a, a b serum it could be a c serum it could be you know something on that line or it could be a retinol
0: so it's active inactive active inactive so active inactive taking- active
1: inactive strip active inactive okay. active inactive strip i
0: would say strip your alpha h is your strip or yeah. your acid base product
1: yeah and so i'd probably only use-, use that maybe once every 10 days or two weeks
0: that's your face product that you bring onto the body
1: i'd pull that down to my neck and maybe my chest
0: so do you do nipples up as we say here in our i try to since you taught me i do think makes a difference A spot you never really get them but if you do do you pick it
1: I would be a picker because I pick my nails, but I don't pick my. You're nails. a
0: picker of oh, so unusual white nails.
1: fidget all the time.
0: What is the worst thing you've ever done to your skin that you are willing to admit and for it to ever live on a podcast?
1: Exfoliate with the hard part of a pot
0: scrubber. <laughs> the one, no, you mean the, like a Brillo pad? The content? green bit. Right. Okay. I don't know how I. I just can't. <laughs> there's no words. There was before to your Alpha H Liquid What's Gold. <laughs> apparently please don't tell me that was 10 days ago
1: no no it was a while ago but i have rhino skin jen
0: right what happened to your beautiful rhino skin when this happened did you just look nothing much red did you feel smooth yeah. Was it was, okay? Did it's you consider great in the back of the arms. <laughs> did you consider doing it again? No, I have to
1: be honest. I did throw out said pot scrubber, I'd say maybe about four years ago.
0: How many times did you use it? Not very on often. On your face? Not very often. Not so very more often. More than one. You're a serial pot scrubber <laughs> user on your face. Tell me, I know what to get you for Christmas. Do you still continue to feed your skin from within? Yes regularly yes you're a gym human you inspire me daily when i see your instagram posts and you're up and at it
1: but that's for my head not for really anything else
0: head and heart and your skin and lungs which can do too yeah Preferred. Um when is the last time you slept your makeup on
1: I never sleep with my makeup on because I wear contact lenses and if you have to go to the trouble of whipping out your lenses then you probably have to you may as well take off the makeup while you're at it, so you're at
0: it. do you see it as self care do you see it as a chore 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 so it's not something that you're like I'd love to do that
1: no if there was a magic
0: <laughs> button you could push no although do you know what there's nothing
1: worse and I'm sure every person on the planet will agree nothing worse than that eye feeling when you wake up if you haven't taken off your makeup no. properly it's like fuzzy teeth
0: you just don't ever feel clean though no. but you have fallen asleep with your makeup in the past
1: I have at parties and things like that yes. but I
0: mean I haven't I'm not somebody who comes in throws themselves
1: on the bed and goes
0: straight to sleep yeah do you believe in silo- s- pillow <laughs> do you believe in silk pillowcases no what's the biggest fad you've ever heard apart from the perfume situation and perhaps people not creating it at the source what do you think is the craziest thing you've heard that you knew would be gone within a minute
1: well um i mean the pre-mask i thought was pretty crap
0: what was the concept behind that so you'd apply it and then
1: and then you put your face mask on after this
0: okay you're a big fan of japanese skincare though aren't
1: you? i love japanese skincare what is it that
0: you lean towards
1: the aesthetic. I, do you know, I used Uemura cleansing oil long before any other brands were doing cleansing oil. I absolutely love it. And I adore uh, the Shiseido Wasu hydration sleep mask. I think it's gorgeous and it's lovely and cooling on the face.
0: If you were to bring out Melanie Mara skincare range, what would be in it? Your four products? An oil? Vitamin C. No, do
1: you know what I'd do? <laughs> it would probably be in the v I'd love to try, okay, secret confession. Right. And it's probably your skincare fad answer and my dirty little secret I would love to try that hideous glitter mask that everybody was trying (laughs) last Christmas the one where they take it off and they actually took their whole skin with them yeah and it was really bad for the planet and (laughs) like there's nothing I don't think there's any win except it's probably the new pot scrubber
0: but why do you oh you want it not because of the aesthetic you want no it's the aesthetic it looks I'm dying to try it so for an Instagram situation no just for my own sick pleasure
1: okay I haven't I I haven't tried it yet but I would imagine that that would probably be a fad that will not last. Your
0: go-to. so yeah. you So you okay? So, but back to your question. So you bring out a vitamin C. What are the? Oh, you I see, I, your... I.
1: This is a bad question to ask me because I don't give answers about things that I actually haven't thought about properly.
0: I suppose. Okay, okay, okay I'll tell you your key ingredients that you always have in your. Okay. Or your must. So use. I think my
1: hero ingredients are hyaluronic, vitamin C, retinol. And glitter.
0: And glitter. Is SPF in there? No. No? (laughs) Unapologetically. Because that, again, is a chore. Putting SPF
1: on? Putting SPF on is a chore. But I got a great tip from Rosemary Coleman, the dermatologist, and I think you were there when she said it, was always keep your SPF where your toothbrush is. And And when you put on your your vitamin, put on your SPF before you brush your teeth, and it's done. Bish,
0: bash, bash. Yeah. Sorted. Melanie Morris. It's been an honest pleasure. Thank you very much. Where can our humans find you thereafter? I suppose Instagram is the easiest at Melanie Morris. Thank you so much for coming in today for imparting lots of your nerdy wisdom. And thank you very, very much. Thank you. I've loved it. Thank you for listening to the Skin Nerd Podcast. Make sure to follow us so you don't miss any juicy skin confessionals. For more information on our very own skincare range, Ingredients, do visit us on SkinGredients.com or for personalized skin advice, join the Nerd Network. Visit www.theskinnerd.com forward slash online skin consultations and use ooh, the code PODCAST10 for 10% off Nerd Network membership. Speak soon.